0: describe yeah. to me what this is? Oh sure.
1: So we've got a revolver and it's painted like the American flag and it is shooting a bullet through an ovary and <laughs> and then it says, f*** you. <laughs> it's, like, it's supposed to be just like blood and like the detachment of the ovary and just the, how decimated uh, it feels
0: to have your rights taken away like that.
1: Um,
0: Okay, and then you said you made some other signs.
1: Yeah, my other signs weren't graphic like this one. The other ones were pretty simple. One of them said, keep your rosaries off my ovaries, um, protect my health, not your wealth, and mandatory vasectomies.
0: (laughs) There were lots of signs at the rally, including abort the court, keep your bands off our bodies, we won't go back. We won't!
1: Go back. We won't go back.
0: It was the day after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, and hundreds of people in Juneau, Alaska's capital city, gathered downtown.
2: We are outraged. We are disappointed. We are crushed. We
0: know you are too. We are tired of the devaluation of people with uteruses. These reactions were similar to those across the country, but there was also talk of something specific to Alaska. In a sea of big and colorful signs, a few smaller ones said, Vote No, Constitutional Convention, or the shortened version, Vote No, CONCON. But why? What does a constitutional convention have to do with abortion in Alaska?
3: But you're going to vote no on a constitutional convention that would do take-
0: you're listening to Private Right from the Alaska Beacon, a show about abortion in Alaska, a conservative state with a strong right to choose. I'm Lisa Fu. In this series, you'll hear Alaskans talk about abortion and its impact on the state and their lives. This is episode one, The ConCon Question.
2: Every 10 years, our are- great constitution requires a vote out of all of us on whether we want a constitutional convention.
0: That's Beth Kertula, a Democratic former state representative who opposes holding a convention. She spoke at the rally in Juneau, where voting no on the convention question became a front and center issue. That every 10 years she's talking about is this year, 2022. In the November 8th election, voters will be asked whether or not to call a constitutional convention.
2: And you know, it's a sneaky thing, right? Because it sounds kind of good, like, well, yeah, let's get a good look at this and see what we need to do. And are there things we need to change? And here's the other side of that. We've got a great constitution. We have an excellent hey, constitution. We have an excellent it, written out, right to privacy.
0: This is what ballot measure one will say. Shall there be a constitutional convention? Voting yes means you want a convention. A no vote means you oppose it. A constitutional convention is a gathering where elected delegates propose changes to the state's founding document. The delegates could look at anything from a minor change to a total rewrite. Alaska hasn't held a constitutional convention since the mid-1950s, when the state constitution was first written. The people who wrote it said they wanted to give Alaskans a chance to rewrite it in the future. Voters have consistently rejected the question ever since then. But this time could be different. Here's why. The right to have an abortion is protected under the Alaska Constitution's privacy provision. This strong protection was underpinned by the U.S. Constitution's protection of abortion rights. That is until Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, when the U.S. Supreme Court ended the federal constitutional right to abortion, overturning Roe. For some other conservative states, like Alabama and Kentucky, that June 24th decision meant an end to abortion rights and access. For Alaska, though, it didn't.
4: When the recent Dobbs case was decided, what the U.S. Supreme Court said is, we no longer believe that the U.S. Constitution provides any constitutional protection for abortion. But that doesn't undermine any state court decision that said, hey, our Constitution does provide a constitutional right for abortion.
0: That's Susan Orlansky. She's been an attorney in Alaska since 1980.
4: So, there's nothing about the Dobbs decision that undermines the protection of abortion rights in Alaska right now. But it sets the stage for efforts that are possible now that would not have been possible while Roe versus Wade was alive and well for people to try to change the Alaska Constitution. And if people were successful in changing the Alaska Constitution so that it didn't recognize a right to abortion anymore, then everything about abortion rights in Alaska could change.
0: Holding a convention could set the stage for making that kind of change. Susan has been involved in every major abortion case that made it to the Alaska Supreme Court. When I reached out to Susan, I thought our conversation would be mostly focused on the laws and the cases, but...
4: Yeah, I'm going to tell you a personal story. I got pregnant when I was in Europe, the year between college and law school Um, It was a birth control failure. I was living in Catholic southern Germany when I discovered I was pregnant.
0: It was 1975 and Susan was 23.
4: My boyfriend at the time was not interested in being a parent and in a very simple minded way. That seemed dispositive to me. I felt like if you're going to have children, they deserve to have two willing parents to bring them into the world. So I didn't really feel like I had a choice. I was only one half of a willing parenting team. And I felt like I owed this baby-to-be two parents before I brought it into the world.
0: Susan said it would not have been possible to get an abortion in Germany during this time.
4: I had to look for an abortion. I ended up traveling from southern Germany to Holland. So it became very personal for me then.
0: Later in life, Susan went on to have two kids. When Susan was traveling from one country to another to get an abortion, it had already been legal in Alaska for five years. The Alaska legislature passed a law in 1970 that legalized abortion.
4: That law from 1970 basically still defines the state of law on abortion rights in Alaska. In
0: 1972, the state constitution was amended to add the right to privacy. Personal computers were on the rise and legislators were worried about potential misuse of computer information systems. But the language was pretty broad and absolute. The right of the people to privacy is recognized and shall not be infringed. The following year...
5: In a landmark ruling, the Supreme
3: Court today legalized abortions. The majority in cases from Texas and Georgia said that the decision to end a pregnancy during the first three months belongs to the woman and her doctor, not the government. Thus, the anti-abortion laws of 46 states were rendered unconstitutional.
0: The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Roe v. Wade that our constitutional right to privacy includes the right to access an abortion under the 14th Amendment's Due Process Clause, though the 14th Amendment doesn't actually contain the word privacy. Then fast forward nearly a quarter century.
4: What the Alaska Supreme Court decided in, in its 1997 decision in the case that came to be called Valley Hospital Association versus Matsu Coalition for Choice is that the Alaska Constitution's privacy provision protects reproductive autonomy. And the court was very clear that it does so even more broadly than the United States Constitution, which has no explicit privacy provision.
0: In the 1997 case, the Supreme Court set the constitutional floor.
4: And says the Alaska Constitution has a constitutional protection for abortion rights and the legislature to try to pass a restrictive law that would be unconstitutional.
0: Since then, the state Supreme Court has made other rulings on abortion that the right extends to minors. Medicaid must cover medically necessary abortions. The state can't impose a restrictive definition of what is medically necessary just for abortions. The state can't require parents to consent before their children can have abortions. Over and over again, the court upheld the right to abortion based on its interpretation of the Constitution, even when the legislature or voters wanted to limit it. But the Constitution itself can be changed. There are two ways. One is by a constitutional amendment passed by the legislature and approved by voters. The other way is by a constitutional convention. To hold a convention, either the legislature can call one or the majority of voters vote to have one when the question is on the ballot. Any proposed changes coming from a convention would have to be approved by voters. In the November 8th election, if the majority votes no, the question will be asked again in another 10 years. If the majority votes yes, what comes next can be hard to predict because the Constitution doesn't offer many details. So voters won't know until after the election exactly how the convention will be run. Those who want to see changes to the Constitution aren't talking primarily about abortion. Convention supporters instead point to putting the permanent fund dividend in the Constitution as the main reason to hold a convention. The PFD is the money the state pays every resident, including children, each year from its oil wealth. After decades of being paid out under formula in state law, in recent years, lawmakers have negotiated that amount— And some Alaskans aren't happy about it. Convention Yes, a group of conservative Alaskans organized Stop the Steal rallies around the state on September 20th, the day the state started distributing the dividend.
3: On September 20th, PFD Day, state legislators put on cloaks, snuck into your bank account, and stole almost $1,000 from you and every member of your family.
0: That's the voice of Jake Libby in a video made by the group. He's a publisher of the conservative Christian news site, The Alaska Watchman, and a member of the Convention Yes Steering Committee.
3: We've had enough of this government theft and spending spree.
0: Another committee member is Jim Minery, president of the Christian public policy organization Alaska Family Action. Here's Jim in an October 6th Must Read Alaska podcast.
3: I think the number one thing that has animated the most number of Alaskans and the reason why we are are pushing so hard is the PFD.
0: Ultimately, Jim says, a convention starts a dialogue.
3: We want a conversation. I think it's good. It's the reason why the founders put that in the Constitution was to say, we should give the people an opportunity to look at our Constitution. What has changed about our culture, about our economy? about, um, you know, political uh, realities in our state. Let's look at the Constitution and don't be afraid of that.
0: I interviewed Jim days after the Supreme Court overturned Roe. He noted issues other than dividends that he wanted to see taken up during the convention. School choice, the judicial selection, and as he put it, protecting pre lives.
3: It's not at all about making abortion illegal as now, as you know, it is in some states. It's simply clarifying the neutrality of the state constitution.
0: Neutrality so that the Supreme Court could no longer say the right to privacy protects the right to abortion. In 2021, Palmer Senator Shelley Hughes proposed an amendment to the Alaska Constitution, The resolution would have added a new section that says, quote, To protect human life, nothing in this constitution may be construed to secure or protect a right to an abortion or require the state to fund an abortion. It passed out of two committees, but didn't go any further. This is language that Jim Minnery wants to see taken up during a convention.
3: If we had a convention, one of the things would be that we would introduce that amendment language that Shelley has introduced. To clarify that neutrality.
0: Minery says the court's interpretation of the Constitution that recognizes abortion as a fundamental reproductive right was made up out of whole cloth. And we believe that the court has manufactured a
3: right to abortion because there's just simply no um, no language whatsoever in the Constitution in the Privacy Clause that obtains a right to abortion. And so we would just want that to be clarified so that then then the people can make that decision Um, as a state rather than uh, unelected judges.
0: Others say the Constitution should go beyond neutrality when it comes to abortion. For me personally, it certainly
5: would be an opportunity to try to convince the delegates that the unborn's rights are recognized in the current Constitution. I'll read it here. This Constitution is dedicated to the principles that all persons have a natural right to life and then it says liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So right there, that's sufficient for me if the unborn are seen as persons before the
0: law. That's Bob Bird. Bob's an anti-abortion activist and a vocal spokesperson for having a convention.
5: I'm also chairman of the Alaskan Independence Party. I'm also a radio talk show host and a sports broadcaster for KSRM. That's One of the more delightful things I do.
0: The Alaskan Independence Party is, as its website says, a pro-gun, pro-family, pro-life, pro-strict interpretation Constitution Party. Bob says personhood, which he views as from conception to natural death, should be defined by elected representatives instead of judges. Currently, when appointing judges, the governor must choose from a list of two or more nominees compiled by the Alaska Judicial Council. It's an independent state commission.
5: I think the Judicial Council is just now beginning to exceed the PFD as a motive to get people to vote yes, because that's a rigged system. It's got to go.
0: A constitutional convention could be a first step to banning or limiting abortion access by changing how judges are chosen.
5: I would say that pro-lifers understand very well that the the Judicial Council is a tool that can help restore human rights to the pre-born.
0: The Alaskan Independence Party wants Supreme Court vacancies to be filled by governor appointment and confirmed by the legislature. No role for the Judicial Council. That's according to a draft of a new Alaska constitution the party wrote. The draft also says that the judicial branch would be the least influential of all branches of government, its decisions only as effective as the willingness of the governor to enforce them.
2: 22-22 is Defend Alaska's State Constitution and Native Rights.
0: This draft constitution was part of the motivation for a resolution at the annual convention of the largest Alaska Native group, the Alaska Federation of Natives, to oppose the convention.
2: It had a number of things that were very worrisome.
0: That's Rosita Kahani Wurl, president of the Sea Alaska Heritage Institute, a nonprofit that perpetuates and enhances the Alaska Native cultures of Southeast Alaska. It proposed the resolution along with other groups— In particular, Rosita is referring to two articles in the draft constitution. One says that education is the responsibility of the family and of the individual and not the state. To Rosita, that sounds like it would overturn the Molly Hooch case, which highlighted the disparity between Native communities and non Native communities.
2: Everywhere there was a non Native community, they had a school where it was a Native community of the same size, there was no school. And so the case was brought, you know, to ensure that the state would meet its constitutional obligation of providing education to all of the students.
0: The case forced the state to provide high schools in Alaska Native villages rather than sending children to boarding schools. The other article in the Alaskan Independence Party draft constitution named in the AFN resolution was titled, quote, Native Alaskans. Rosita said it was
2: written, obviously, by somebody who doesn't understand what tribes uh, and what rights they have or also of Native corporations.
0: While abortion access and privacy rights are not named in the resolution, Rosita says they were on her mind.
2: I've uh, spoken at public rallies where I'm concerned about, you know, the loss of of those rights uh, because we know we don't want to go back to the era when uh, women didn't have the right to uh, access to abortion and we know lives were lost.
0: The resolution was adopted unanimously at AFN.
2: All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed, say no. Okay. thank you
0: and called for its members to vote no on the convention ballot measure. Though it's not like Rosita hasn't thought about changing the Alaska Constitution. She was there at the original convention, sitting in on the sessions as a University of Alaska Fairbanks student. Among the delegates, there was one Alaska Native man, six white women, and 48 white men. Some years ago, Rosita and other native scholars drafted a paper analyzing Alaska statehood,
2: and we felt that the constitution should be amended, you know, to include include the recognition of native tribes to include the recognition of native subsistence a priority right.
0: But she thinks changes can be done through the legislative amendment process. Unlike Rosita, but very much like Jim Minery and Bob Byrd, former legislator John Coghill is staunchly anti-abortion rights.
3: So I'm a pro-life guy. I unashamedly have been a champion of pro-life issues for a good long
0: while. John was an Alaska legislator for 22 years. He was behind the 2014 bill that tried to limit Medicaid funding to only cover abortions deemed medically necessary. By the Alaska legislature. The Alaska Supreme Court struck down the law in 2019 saying it violated the equal protection guarantees of Alaska's constitution.
3: Every year I did something to protect the life of the unborn, every year.
0: But John opposes a convention. His father, the late Jack Coghill, was one of the original delegates to sign the Alaska constitution. John doesn't want to open it up and thinks a change to abortion rights wouldn't pass. He understands why anti-abortion advocates want a convention, though.
3: Because most of us who are pro-life, we will fight to the death to save the life of the unborn because they don't have a voice. And so most of my friends uh, who carry the same position I do, uh, they are willing to fight and lose because to them the fight is worth it.
0: John thinks not only would they lose the anti-abortion fight, Alaska could lose its constitution. At a convention, delegates have what's called plenary power. Or as John puts it, the whole constitution is on the table and open for discussion. That means it could be totally rewritten.
3: So to me, I would fight for a right to life issue. But do you think I'm willing to change the whole constitution on our whole economic structure to get that? Uh, Some people say, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. But I think there are other days we could fight um, without changing the
0: structure of Alaska. To John, the votes simply aren't there.
3: A lot of people say I'm uh, wimping out on them. Um, But I've been in the battle so long, maybe counting the cost has jaded me. But I can tell you, I have led a charge with a lot of pro-life people behind me. And when I got on the floor for the vote, some of them disappeared because the heat was too much.
0: Being against having a convention puts John on the same side as lots of people he's not used to siding with, like Rose O'Hara Jolly, Alaska State Director for Planned Parenthood Alliance Advocates.
1: We are absolutely encouraging people to vote no on the Constitutional Convention.
0: To Planned Parenthood, a convention would mean the end of abortion access, period. It could also mean the erosion of other rights. So Rose is worried about the ballot question.
1: If I am being honest, I am. I believe that if everyone truly understands what a constitutional convention would mean for abortion access, for LGBTQ rights, for labor rights, for public education, um, I think then It's very obvious to everyone that causing that instability in so many places in all of our lives is not worth the risk.
0: Not in their capacity as state director for Planned Parenthood Alliance Advocates, but as an individual, Rose is chair of the group Protect Our Rights, No On One, which has volunteers door knocking and phone calling.
1: Talking directly to voters and explicitly around abortion.
0: In their free time, Rose also talks to friends and acquaintances about why they should vote no on the convention. Not everyone immediately agrees with Rose.
1: Especially my younger friends are like, well, yeah, our government's broken, (laughs) you know, and our constitution, you know, was written, you know, mostly by white people who were actively colonizing a place that was not ours, is not ours.
0: While Rose agrees that it would be great to have conversations about how Alaska can be a better state, they tell their friends that a lot of how the convention will run will likely be decided by the legislature.
1: And usually immediately when I say that, people are like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, the same government you just said was broken is the ones who get to make the initial decisions about how the convention is structured, you know, and they get to decide how Uh, delegates are voted on. And yes, we will vote on delegates, but think about who your elected official is right now, right? They're voted into office. So who's going to have the resources and the ability to run to be a delegate and then give that time to be a delegate, you know? And that's going to look like a certain kind of person. And so it's not, you know, some great like statewide shared Google Doc where everyone has equal input, you know?
0: Instead, Rose says, Delegates proposing changes to the Constitution will likely be people who are already in positions of power. Maybe someone like John Coghill. Though he opposes the convention, if the ballot measure passes, he will, of course, be on the anti-abortion right side, back with the people he's used to siding with.
3: If the people of Alaska choose to put the Constitution on the table in a convention... I am going to be, with Jim Minnery, voting for and trying to help us get the best pro-life principle in our Constitution that can possibly be had.
0: This episode was written, reported, and produced by me, Lisa Fu. It was edited by Andrew Kitchenman and engineered by Dave Waldron. This is Private Right by The Alaska Beacon.